Let's do it. You ready, Matt? Yeah, go ahead and cue the intro so I can start talking about it. <laughs> Here's how the story goes. We're going to chat about a real stretchy lad who wears a straw hat. In each episode, we're going to recap. It's Sailing All Blue with Xander and Matt. Welcome to Sailing All Blue, the podcast where we are setting sail into the world of One Piece. My name is Xander, and here with me is Evil Face Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Ahoy. Uh, evil Face? Evil Face. I don't, I don't have an evil face. Uh, for Today you do. I, this is a podcast. There are no faces. <laughs> That's how you know it's evil. No face. Oh, damn, you're right. It's always like the evil person is always just like a voice over an intercom. Yeah, it's always a voiceover in intercom or like no face or Nicolas Cage face off. I think that's like a different thing, though, for like not showing a face. That's just like face swapping, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, the movie's about face swapping and also like body swapping because it's it's really it's more than just the face. Oddly enough, but like it's supposed to be just their face. But I think the idea was they have like similar builds, don't they? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I've seen the action scene from near the end of the movie. I don't know. Maybe they have similar builds, uh, but I think like one of them's taller than the other. But it doesn't matter. Movie magic. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just cool. It, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to make sense. Just like One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad guys, starting with chapter 342. Uh, Frankie is going out looking for the straw hats. Uh, his gang members uh, say that they saw a weak, long nosed guy at their ship. And so Frankie is like, OK, cool. You guys go around town saying we already have him at the warehouse. And then I'm going to go to them to their ship and make it so. <laughs> Pulling off an Usopp lie right now. That's very prescient. <laughs> And also, he still goes around like town with like this tiny like Speedo and the open Hawaiian shirt. And it's I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just Frankie. That's Frankie's like whole whole get up. We'll never not see them in some variation of Hawaiian shirt and Speedo. Brilliant. Frankie's my favorite character of all time. Always number one, even when he isn't. Yeah, always number one. So yeah, going on, which uh, take care, dear listeners, this strap in. I if you're listening in traffic, I hope it's uh, bumper to bumper because we are in for a long ride. <laughs> There's so much in what <laughs> nine chapters because we're covering 342 to 351. Yeah, so just like 10 ish chapters. Not too many, but there's a lot. There's a there's lot so going, much on. going on there. There's several points where I'm kind of surprised you didn't stop me. Welcome to water seven. There's too many. <laughs> water seven. Oh, man. So Luffy is showing uncharacteristic patience while they're scouting Iceberg's manor. And Iceberg has a uh, Khalifa leave. Uh, so he and Polly uh, and he's graduating now from Smoker Jr. Because uh, names for these guys matter now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. The, like the, the last like few readings, you're like, ah, these these people don't matter. <laughs> And now, you know, they really do matter. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be like the Shandians. I don't have to actually learn any of their names. No, no, I have to learn their names. You got to learn about Polly. Yeah. And it's like as they as they show up, I'm like, oh, man, it doesn't always reintroduce them. So I'm like, uh, what was that guy's name again? But anyway, so Polly rope dude, uh, he's talking to uh, to Iceberg alone, and then he leaves and goes uh, to the office to retrieve something from a safe. And then we see on the rooftop Nico Robin in like a small domino mask and a dude in a costume bear head get ready to strike. It looks so fucking cool. It's it's basically the scare bear mask from venture brothers and he's got a cloak that's like tanjiro's from demon slayer will really like really more like tanjiro's is like that i mean we're talking like 20 years of difference here but <laughs> anyway the signal for them to strike is an explosion that comes from inside the mansion and then we see this like dude in a stony mask with a musketeer hat just runs up to the roof away from the shipwrights as a distraction so uh, nico and the bear guy rush in and so do luffy and the others and then we see two more mysterious figures. 
uh, Bullman and Skullfez uh, go into the office where Polly is. <laughs> we got uh, Bullman and Sans Undertale. Yeah, we have Sans Undertale, but I refuse <laughs> to make Undertale references. Don't worry, I'll um, make them. And Doctor Who references. So no, neither of those. Neither We're of those. Make, those are both forbidden. Oh, oh darn. I can't, I can't make them? Can't make good funny joke? I mean... You just have to speak in Comic Sans. I just got to speak in Comic Sans. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. There's so much to go through. We have to. <laughs> We're going to keep getting distracted and it's just going to make this episode even longer. But I also don't really want to like try to speed run it. I want to yeah, no, give it. I want to give it what it's due. We're gonna give it its time. We're gonna give it its respect that it deserves. This is water fucking seven. Yeah. If you think we're not gonna talk about this reading for another twenty minutes after we're done recapping it, <laughs> you're sorely mistaken. Have you been listening to our show? <laughs> have you listened to any of this? <laughs> so uh, we have Robin and Scarebear cornered up against a wall. Uh, but Scarebear throws up his cloak and it like absorbs all the bullets. And when it comes back down, they're gone. Ooh. But uh, the stone masked man on the roof, like, is jumping off air. Like, they're wave dashing and shit. And then they, like, thorn whip everyone. Uh, like, you know, like Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> so uh, we have we have Polly confronting Bullman and Skullfez, who claim to be agents of justice uh, from Cypher Pole number nine. Uh, and they're here for the item. And since Polly knows what it is, now he has to die. Scarebear and Robin now show up in Iceberg's rule room, revealing that Scarebear has the door door fruit that can create doors and objects. Oh, OK. It's so cool. It's so cool. Think about it. Think about it. You can make a door out of anything like you're eating an apple door. Take out the core door into the apple. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, you know what? I need to take the I need to take this peel off. You know what? I don't even need to take the peel off door through the peel. Eat the apple. Boom genius the real the real question is does it work on it says it only works on objects can't work on people but could it work on frankie could it work on frankie that's actually a great question i never thought will it work on frankie that's i'm curious actually i don't know uh eggs uh like fruit that questions like the reductive principles of the universe like when is an object an object aside Mid-conversation, uh, Scarebear just shoots Iceberg, and he's like, hey, if, if Iceberg can talk so easily, he has the energy to, to survive it. So, like, they're trying to keep him, like, low energy, mm -hmm. but not dead yet. Uh, Iceberg correctly IDs them as Cypherpole 9 and uh, regrets the blame going on to the Straw Hats. Like, the whole plan was to get Iceberg to reveal where the blueprints for Shurden's ship were. So Scarebear is going to go help finish off Polly. Uh, while Robin is left to deal with Iceberg. Meanwhile, like Nami, Chopper, and Zolo, they're having to deal with all the actual guards, you know, instead of like Scare Bear or any of them. Uh, and Luffy is actually, his uh, jump to try and get into the mansion got him stuck in between <laughs> like two other buildings. So he's like trying to get out. We we see Luffy stuck a lot in this reading. Yeah, L Luffy, Luffy just gets gets caught up in things. As they always do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we see Scare Bear sitting outside with one like the small snail shell phones. And as Tilestone walks up to him, seeing uh, Ka like Kaku and Luchi's bodies bloodied on the ground. And like the faces are kind of obscured, which is important. But anyway, uh, holy shit. So now we're in chapter 344. And I just have a note that just like, holy shit, this chapter. Holy shit, this chapter. Which... Before we get into this chapter, it's cover story. Brings back our Alabasta friends. We got Pell back in the scene. And Lashes, they're all taking a bath. Oh yeah, Pell is is confirmed alive. Yeah, Pell's confirmed alive. We also have Lashes. We know they're they're still around. Uh, they're lifing up. They're now royalty. Obviously, they like fucking saved Alabasta uh, near single handedly. Uh, Lashes the camel. Yeah, which <laughs> we'll we'll talk about Gadatsu's adventure. Uh, some other time yeah now it's holy shit this chapter yeah now it's holy shit this chapter um so tilestone tries to hammer scare bear but scare bear just says iron body and bam the hammer breaks against him and then scare bear of course just like knocks tilestone into the ground we then cut to uh zolo uh holding off the guards using his sword backs to let nami and chopper go in deeper and like luffy gets unstuck so we're seeing the Straw Hats are progressing deeper in, uh, but now that Iceberg and Robin are alone, ka -chack! 
Iceberg tries to pull a gun on Robin, but she has extra arms, so she gets to pull more guns. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking cool. She, she has so many guns. <laughs> I can also, like, scratch my head and juggle while doing this. And I can summon arms to block your bullets and then still shoot you. So uh, Iceberg reveals uh, he the reason he wanted to see Robin so bad, uh, and, they, and they haven't met before, is because he believes she will destroy the world. Bum, bum, bum. Apparently, the mere ability to read the Poneglyphs is a high crime, and the only person known to be able to read them left in the world is Robin. Uh, Iceberg is aware of the ancient weapons, the Poneglyphs detail, and he fears them. He doesn't care if she's with the government now. If anything, that's probably worse. <laughs> that's probably worse, for sure. Hands down. Multiple hands down. Yeah. But <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Robin starts on this like, you can't lecture me when Iceberg is like, actually, I can, because guess what? I have the blueprints for Pluton. <gasps> for those of us paying attention, that was the thing Crocodile was looking for, and the Alabasta Poneglyph was supposed to lead to one. Crocodile thought he could stand up to the entire world government if he found an old Pluton. And Iceberg has the, has the blueprints to build it. So, so which means that there there's a Pluton somewhere, and there's the possibility to build a second one. Yeah. And that that means that we kind of have an idea now of what these weapons are, uh, because apparently it's a battleship and it was just so strong that the engineers who made it didn't destroy the designs because they thought someone else might need to make one as a counterbalance to whoever owned it. I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah, we'll never truly know. Well, I mean, I guess we do know it's it's <laughs> not great. <laughs> Iceberg it's, it's is in trouble. Great. Because like, well, I mean, it's like, let's say Robin, because we we now know that the Poneglyph and Alabasta did lead to the Pluton and Robin was just lying. Yeah, like it had something about the Pluton, whether or not it was its exact location. I don't think it was else Robin would know where it is. I right. Uh, but I, I think it gave like a hint to it. Yeah, I have a whole thing about the pon that the Poneglyphs and all this like at the end. We we may go over like just a 20 minute recap at the end because uh, I, I want to fucking talk about it. We're, we're going to talk about a lot of things. There's so much things introduced here, like uh, Iron Body. Like, what's that? I thought yeah. that was a character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, One Piece good. Am I right? <laughs> Water Seven really good. Water Seven really good. Shit, I was not anyway. I was not expecting <laughs> this, but that's we're getting way off track because we're in the middle of a giant fucking expedition exposition dump. We have Iceberg's master who passed down the blueprints to him, and that his master was actually worried about Robin specifically. Um, there were apparently like a bunch of people like Robin from like Kara from this place called like Kara. And those even though those demons are gone, one girl Ohara. survived. Ohara, Ohara is how it's pronounced. OK. Oh, I, I saw it as a seed on. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's Ohara. Ohara. Excellent. So the Ohara incident. Uh, yeah. Ohara means family. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure her parents were there and died like it. it's pretty obvious her parents died there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, anyway, it, it's more. It's good. Uh, don't worry about it. We'll get to it in like next arc. So, yeah. Anyway, that fear was also passed down to him. Um, and I know we're doing lore dumps, yeah. but also the panels here are still fantastic. Like we have all these cool shots of the room from like interesting perspectives and like all these like detailed expressions as iceberg and robin go back and forth on like why like robin feeling she's justified in whatever she's doing iceberg is like you no like you this is bigger than any of us and you need to stop this is bigger than you and bigger than me and just like the fear but also conviction like it's that like it's that kind of getting those kind of emotions through that Make this not as much of a slog to read a shit ton of exposition because there's enough pictures. It's engaging. Yeah. 
it's like not to to poke fun at other manga, but to poke fun at other manga. <laughs> you know, there's all the jokes about how uh, reading Hunter Hunter is more like reading like Microsoft Word. <laughs> it's just reading a novel. Yeah, it's just reading a novel because you just have white pages of text. It's like this. We were able to get across a lot of information, but all of it had expressions and the way the room is perspective to show like kind of still like put you on the side of who's talking um, or like increase the confusion or dramatic this uh, or dramaticness of the situation. So, yeah, just I needed to call that out. Yeah, because uh, I was really enjoy it, especially at that time where we get like that weird, like almost like fisheye view of the room. Yeah, like that. That was cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Robin pels him and basically goes, is that it? And with a, a slight tip of the hat, uh, which with a slight tip of the hat believes like she believed like even without her, the blueprints would have been stolen. So like maybe room for Robin double agent redemption. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but then like one more thing, uh, Iceberg and beaten up Polly both reveal at the same time. The blueprints are fake. So what uh, the blueprints that Polly went to retrieve are fake. So uh, Bullhead and Skullfez are not amused. Uh, they're going to kill Polly anyway. When kaboom, Luffy comes busting through the wall. He's like stuck halfway in it, but he's through the wall. And something that, again, is pretty refreshing with One Piece is the characters pretty quickly and accurately like assess who's the good guys, who are the bad guys. And like they don't spend a lot of time like stuck up on it. Like we saw kind of the same thing with like when the monkeys came to Cricket's place, it like just people people are like real quick to like grok the situation and move on with it. He's like, OK, I guess like these are the guys who stole Robin. They have masks. They're my enemies going to be on Polly's side now. <laughs> so uh, Skullfez just kind of like stares in ellipses and then Tempest kick, which cuts the wall, uh, freeing Luffy from being stuck in it. But a bullhead then traps Luffy down the floor with like it looks almost like detachable horn things, but it's like he's stapled to the floor and then Polly gets stapled, too. So they're going to leave him there and all the CP9 members get called back to the bedroom. There's there's a meeting happening, whatever, something, something among us meme. (laughs) Quickly press the button. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone press the meeting invite the meeting uh, button to save them from the imposters. Wait, they are the imposters. <laughs> Double entendre imposters. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, even Stone Mask Guy, who's currently fighting uh, the dual katana wielding, wielding Freddie Mercury, uh, which he does get a name here, but I'm not. I'm still going to call him Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that, that seems right. They're Freddie. Yeah, they're Freddie. <laughs> so Stone Mask Guy just like gut punches Freddie and runs on like no longer playing like distraction time over. So Luffy and Polly have a so come here often moment. <laughs> uh, let's team up. <laughs> like, again, like it, it's great how like quickly they're able to like get through that and like go like, OK, yeah, no, uh, obviously straw hats aren't the bad guys. Obviously, these guys are the bad guys. Pretty quick to like shift direction. So uh, one of the CP9 members takes Luchi's hat off the ground as they walk into Iceberg's room. And then as they're all gathered around, uh, Lucci's bird lands on Bullhead's shoulder and we get the reveal. The reveal. The CP9 members were the shipwrights all along. (gasps) What? What? Bullhead was Lucci. Skullhead (laughs) was Skullfez was Kaku. Stoneface was Khalifa. Scarebear was Bluno from the bar for some reason. Yeah, Bluno from Bluno's bar. Told you they were yeah. important. Told you we should know their name. Uh, yeah, but like <laughs> I it. I'll have thoughts on this at the end. Uh, <laughs> Look, not everybody could be like a ship, right? You know, someone had to be the bar, the get the like the the probably the intel from whatever you get from a bar. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, I'm just going to fucking say it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was kind of hoping that we weren't going to run to the situation where it's just every named character has to be important because I'd always been told that was one of the things about one piece is that you have a lot of named characters yeah, and, over a thousand <laughs> and it's like, you don't, you can encounter someone and have them not automatically be key to the arc because they got a name. Yeah. But it seems like 
in one piece so far if you get a name you are you are a fight you're you're someone important you're we're gonna someone is yeah, gonna you're fight either you. important to the arc or important to a character like with um usop and uh what's her name i'm blanking kaya. on it kaya thank you yeah you're you're either like a kaya or a or mary or you're like one of the named shandians or something like if you have a name you're you're involved in shit yeah so i was i was kind of hoping that we'd have like uh grandma kokoro and all that like that they would they would be a little bit off like uh, removed from that what if they're also cp9 <laughs> well we'll get to grandma kokoro later <laughs> we'll get the grandma kokoro uh so anyway so once again where are the blueprints for pluton so nami berates zolo for beating up all the shipwrights with the back of the blade but he has beaten up like everyone inside the manor um and luffy wiggles free of the staples because rubber and Polly is like now now you know now do me so cp9 give the explanation really more for us as readers than for iceberg though like it's kind of meant to be intimidating but like for something that's supposed to be a secret organization, there is no reason for Lucci to talk as much as he does. Yeah, they, they're just going to kill everybody anyway, so why not? It's been probably built up for, for five years. I mean, the man has also not talked for five years, but he is he is taking full advantage of it now to go, yeah, everyone knows about CP1 through 8, which are, of course, real and known, but CP9 is the one that can't operate in the open. They're the secret one, and they also have a license to kill. So, like, they're the MI6 of One Piece. <laughs> Call me Bond. Luchi Bond. Anyway, their goal is to activate Pluton to end the age of piracy. <laughs> what a what a goal. Yeah. Like, this battleship is so powerful that this single ship could dominate the seas. It definitely wouldn't get taken over by pirates or anything. It <laughs> Definitely you know, not. Definitely not. Anyway, uh, Luchi has Kaku take Iceberg's pulse, and then he gives his theory. Uh, since Iceberg did not take any effort to entrust the real blueprints to anyone, his having them at all was an illusion to distract the government. From their five years undercover, they know that the names on the fake blueprints as designers are true. Tom, Iceberg, and Cuddy Flam. And now government agents say Cuddy Flam died in an accident eight years ago. But four years ago, a man passed through the gates of Galilaw to see Iceberg, and it was the only time he ever gave his real name. Ever since then, he's used a new name, Frankie. Frankie. His real name is Cuddy Flam. Yes. I mean, his real name's now Frankie, uh, but like Cuddy Flam. <laughs> what a what a name. <laughs> what a name. I wonder if there is something someone who actually knows Japanese could tell if there's some like anagram thing going on between Cuddy Flam and Frankie. Uh, we're reading this in, in translated English, translated to where we have things like uh, Mary Go and Roanoa Zolo and Paramethia. Someone could tell us if like there's like, an anagram going on in that. But uh, I don't know. I don't. Otherwise, it's like Frankie. We're just going to stay stay with Frankie. It's Frankie. Frankie forever. Frankie for life. Yeah. And at, since you can take the ship, uh, the secret agent out of the ship writing, but you can't take the ship writing out of the secret agent. Uh, the pulse racing means they have, quote, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> they're they're going to still they're going to still like throughout a lot of this still be doing like ship like the whole like fighting shipwright shit, which like is like, man, this thing really had an impact on them. Uh, like Kaku still fights with the like the wood shearing blades and stuff. Anyway, uh, Luffy and Polly burst through the wall um, and like Zolo, Nami and Chopper caught up. And they see Robin with the CP9 and CP9 mask off. And again, like the Straw Hats and Polly, like pretty quickly put it all together and accept it. Like, OK, the other shipwrights are in the, the CP9 outfits. They're being evil. They're acting all evil. This is clearly all a setup by them. Uh, Lucci gives this like small condescending speech to Polly about forgiving them since they were comrades for a time. You know, now come on, we can smash an iceberg's face together. <laughs> and Polly gets pissed. Mostly that Lucci could talk the whole time. <laughs> I mean that you know that's very important. Like you can talk. What the fuck? Like we we like Polly has all these like during this like these flashbacks of from a very short time because we really only get flashbacks from times that we saw earlier in the in the arc. 
but he gets flashbacks of like being friendly with the other shipwrights. So he's upset that, you know, they're evil. But he also pretty quickly like goes into like trying to rope them. So uh finger pistol. Finger pistol. Lucci pokes Polly right through the clavicle. And Lucci, giving full use of his ability to now talk and give exposition, explains to the slumped Polly and the Straw Hats that as martial artists, CP9 are trained in six powers that turn the body into a weapon. Ooh. Ooh, what are the six powers? We're going to get a rapid fire example of all six. <laughs> uh, Luffy tries to jump in and uh, Lucci says iron body and just tanks all of it. So that's two. And then shave, which is basically like Shunpo or flash step. Uh, like it works just the same fucking way. Uh, just goes right past and he finger pistols Luffy's neck. Importantly, this hurts Luffy, but it doesn't pierce him. Though it isn't clear yet whether that's him being rubber or him like moving his neck to the side so it grazes him. But anyway, um, we're at three powers. I think it's the rubber thing because Lucci does say like if you were normal, there would have been a hole in your neck. Yeah, and we will see again. And we'll see again another time. You know, spoiler: Luffy's gonna get hit by shit again. And we'll we'll get kind of a we'll see kind of the rules of this thing. Uh, but anyway, the Straw Hats yell at Robin, "Why is she helping them?" But she says her wish would never come true if she stayed with them. And uh, Zolo asks what wish would it, uh, have her frame her friends for murder. And instead of denying their friends, Robin just says she doesn't need to tell them. Yeah. So again, door doors open door door open for Robin to come back. I'm 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 picking it up. I'm picking up what I was putting down. So anyway, the, the CP9 members reveal this mansion is going to be set on fire in two minutes. And uh, I guess Namek explodes in five. <laughs> like, it, it's a long fucking two minutes. Luffy somehow still doesn't buy and like that. They know it's exactly two minutes from now because they set up these bombs like forever ago. So Luffy somehow still doesn't buy that Robin's their enemy. And as Robin leaves, Bluto steps in uh, Luffy's way with an iron body. And then we get paper art. Which lets him dodge like Neo in the Matrix, all of the gum gum gatling punches. He does what Luffy did against Anel, just go full instinct. Ultra instinct. Ultra instinct. <laughs> and then he jumps up with a moonwalk where, you know, he's doing the whole double jump thing, able to jump off the air. And then he comes in with a tempest kick to Luffy's midsection, uh, which we saw um, Kaku as Skullfez do earlier. So again... Even though it's described as a cutting attack, it doesn't slice Luffy. It just causes damage. So we're getting blunt attacks that can hurt Luffy. <gasps> um, and that's really the change. Yeah. But how? I, we'll find out, I guess. Because they trained harder. They, they trained harder. Yeah, yeah. They trained harder. So wait, uh, Zolo crosses blades with Kaku and asks uh, if he wasn't a real shipwright. Then what about uh, the Barry? And Kaku's like, unfortunately for you, I did actually spend five years as a shipwright. So uh, the assessment of their ship was given in like full seriousness. The, the Barry is not sailing again. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's unfortunately that that's not a CP9 trick. That's just facts. They're spitting facts today. Yeah, like, sorry, bro. I was still on the clock like that ship's that ship's busted. Like the amount of the amount in this arc that there's all this copium trying to like save the Mary is, is really high. Uh, it's like, no, it's broken. Not, not sailing. We're not pulling anything out of our butt. The Mary is not surviving this arc. Uh, Luffy and Zolo try to get to the fleeing Robin, but this gives Kaku an opening to finger bang Zolo's clavicle. So he's, you know, like don't take your eyes off an enemy. So, uh, for no reason other than he likes to show off, Lucci activates his Zoan Devil Fruit, the Cat Cat Fruit Leopard Model. Yeah. Which makes his friendship with the bird and the choice to be using like a bullhead mask like even weirder. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, uh, Cat Cat Modeled Leopard has a bird companion. Like, okay, like cats and birds, you know, it's like Tweety and Sylvester. Okay, I can kind of get behind that. But why the bull? But like neither of them are the right kind of cat or bird. Yeah. And like why? Why the bull? Why is he trying to be like Dalton or um, that other guard from Alabasta, Anubis or whatever? So, yeah, like, I don't know. But anyway, we have a giant leopard man in a top hat now. 
Uh, and we do get some hope for Chopper because we get the info that the Zoans are the only devil fruit capable of increasing their physical abilities through training. Yeah, which uh, Mr. Tool and use for later. But also, you, you say like Luchi got big. Luchi is now like head is like on the seat, like touching the ceiling. Like they look a little hunched over. He, he is three times. Yeah, he is three times the size of any of the straw hats. Yeah, there he went from like, oh, you're kind of a normal size, the huge. Uh, and remember what I said about like power and being represented with physical size at times. Yeah, uh, this is that. And now we get the third hit um, or well, first uh, the plate like now the explosion happens and the place goes up in flames and Lucci like Tempest kicks the ceiling to start bringing the place down while transformed. Uh, but importantly, we get Lucci finger pistoled for a third time by the cat claws, which do pierce him. This they, these techniques don't turn blunt weapons into non-blunt, but they do let you hurt things when you wouldn't normally be able to. So the cat claws still do still pierce, but you're not going to now make like a finger or a leg like cut. Cool thing to note there. Very cool thing. And so, yeah. And so like he and Zolo get tossed into the rising sea because remember, it's Aqua Laguna shit like places going underwater. So uh, the other straw hats get thrown out, too. We see like Nami get picked up and arrested by firefighters. Polly and Iceberg are left tied up into flames. And uh, CP9 is going to have the government blame the straw hats for the fire to cover for them. So all that's left is to go on to Frankie. Which uh, I want to point out the three chord panel spread that we get. All four of the CP9 members uh, we've seen just standing in silhouette like that. I want you to keep that imagery in your head. Mm hmm. Just keep it. Just put a pin in it. We'll we'll cycle back into it uh, later on very soon. Good to note. Yeah. I mean, it is like a cool like pose thing, but yeah, it, it is. It's very cool, and we see it in a like. We'll, we'll when we get to it, I'll I'll bring it back up. But um, I just wanted to make sure you're like, oh hey, yeah, that's very cool. Like oh, that's neat imagery. Um, it's very good shit. Yeah, yeah. They're also now all in black suits. Like, they've ditched, like, the weird Halloween costumes. They're now all in black suits. Really secret agent mode. So, uh, the black suits, like, moonwalk parkour over the city. So, like, basically, like, Kaku was using this thing, like, the whole time. Even though their powers are supposed to be secret. Although, their powers are supposed to be secret, and, like, they show them off all the time. Like, Bluto was like, yeah, I've got the door-door fruit. Fuck you. Uh, Lucy was like, I've got the cat fruit. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, we got six powers. Not like we have a number of powers, including things we're doing. No, we have six powers and we'll show you all six of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. they're they're mm -hmm. like going all over the city and they hear Frankie's men going back to what happened at the beginning of this reading. Frankie's men are spreading the word that Frankie has Usopp in the warehouse under the bridge. Uh, and so Lucci like puts on a quick mask, beats up Frankie's men to make them give them the details. And now we cut to Frankie and Usopp because Frankie has. Remember, Frankie kidnapped Usopp. Oh, God, I love this. I love this bit. This this whole interaction for these two for these two chapters is kind of great. It's like I can see how we can get Frankie as a straw hat in a sense, but it's also like he is also kind of like it's the same kind of interaction, though, that I would say for like Bon Clay, Mr. Two. Like this, this is very quickly like Frankie is clearly going to become a friend of the Straw Hats. <laughs> Him becoming a Straw Hat is still something I'm a little bit I'm a little interested in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially given now we know his relationship to the weapons, which kind of puts him in a weird spot with Robin. This is where it's weird to know that both of them come back to being Straw Hats later. <laughs> but anyway, they Frankie is crying at Usopp's story of protecting the ship. And they have like the merry-go safe in the warehouse from the weather. Uh, he's like, sorry, you know, sorry about beating you up and stealing the 200 million. You guys destroyed my house. Let's call it Hannah Banana and shake on it. <laughs> and yes, I, I made sure to put down. He says Hannah Banana because he's all Johnny Bravo in this bitch. Dude, he's he's the most American American character. He He's like Johnny Bravo. He has an Hawaiian shirt. He's an arms dealer or weapons manufacturer. Sorry. He steals. He steals property that doesn't belong to him. <laughs> yeah. Like we can just go down the list. Go down the list. So like Frankie invites Usopp to his family as an underling. 
But Usopp still wants to be a pirate like this. There's like this moves Frankie too. like you have all these great convictions and like Usopp's like, you know, like I'm going to travel the world and bring the Mary back to, you know, back home. So uh, we get this uh, this explanation like Aqua Laguna still going on and that Water 7 really is just like One Piece Venice where the water keeps getting higher every year because the city's sinking and things used to be worse until a genius shipwright named Tom made the sea train. We're going to put a pin in that. Pin in it. We're going to put a pin in the whole like Tom, Puffing Tom, the shipwright, like Frankie, you know, Cuddy Flam and Iceberg's master. We're, we're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but anyway, Frankie gives the unfortunate diagnosis that, yes, Mary will never sail again. You know, I wasn't going to say anything until you said you actually thought you were going to get that thing back home. You're not going to get that thing back home. Usopp, of course, still doesn't want to dismantle it. But Frankie, like, while starts just tearing pieces off the merry-go and Usopp actually exploding stars him, which kind of pisses Frankie off. He's like, open your eyes. The eyes don't lie. Throws Usopp into the water so he can see the underside of Mary. And he can see, like, the cracks in the bottom of the ship. And he can see where his repairs trying to compensate for them are already starting to fail and like he like closes his eyes and he jumps out and says he'll fix the mary as often as he has to and frankie's like bro every wave is going to break mary apart more and more you're trying to go into endless waves you're you can't keep it up you don't have the skill to do that there there's just no way so Usopp cries uh, that he knew the Marigo was done for, and even it tells the story of how even back in Skypea, he like saw the incarnation repairing the ship in the night, and it's like even then he knew that Mary didn't have much time left. And Frankie explains that actually wasn't a hallucination. We finally have an explanation for that thing. Yay! We get to know about the weird ghost smiley face that did something to the ship earlier. Woo! Club out Herman. It's a sailing legend that grateful ships create these creatures to warn the crew and protect them from danger. So, you know, Mary must have really been really loved to create this thing to warn them to like protect them. But yeah, uh, the four members of CP nine show up to, uh, to the warehouse to end the reading. So we get to just stop there. Holy <laughs> shit. This reading. <laughs> Holy shit. This reading. <laughs> So that was so Lucci fucking rad. Kaku pretty cool. Bluno, they have doors. He's there. (laughs) He's there. (laughs) Khalifa, she's a girl. She hasn't shined yet, uh, but she shines later. She shines later. I knew CP9 was a thing, but I didn't think they we we would fight them in Water Seven. I feel like I'd seen a clip a long time ago of nami versus a cp9 member maybe i'm not remembering the right thing i honestly thought it was filler whenever i saw it (laughs) um this was before we ever started sab yeah Um, (laughs) this would have been way before and i don't i don't know i don't know why but i i didn't think like that's why i didn't think like we were actually going to get like fighting cp9 in this arc or anything i thought if we did it would be in like maybe ein's lobby or something like we'd lead into that this this whole like we're we're fighting them now water like water seven they're here i didn't expect any of this stay tuned <laughs> i mean yeah like maybe maybe we'll see them later but like yeah, yeah. do more later we that we still haven't hit the end of this not even but close that's kind of all i really that's kind of all like i said that's all i really knew about water seven going into this mm-hmm. so i've been i've been real pleasantly surprised because it's it's been very serious of an arc I don't know. So this is why people say, hey, One Piece gets good. Just have to read 300 chapters. <laughs> Just have to read 300 chapters. It gets good at chapter like 337. Uh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So episode th- so chapter 342 is our. What was it? 344 uh, is really sick. <laughs> yeah. Three, 344. The holy shit. This chapter chapter. Yeah. That That's when. Just skip to there in One Piece. But no, you can't skip there. though. No, you can't. You have to. You have to read everything else to get it. Yeah, like I think that's why people don't uh really talk about Water Seven outside of like Water Seven's very good. Like Water Seven Ein's Lobby is so difficult to talk about because you need like t- 
to explain pretty much the like 300 chapters prior to even talk about any of it. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like we could have gone into this um, pretty quickly, but like it, it would have lacked a bit of the emotional weight. Like Usopp versus Luffy has the emotional weight, beca- has a lot of emotional weight. Because we've been through 300 chapters together. Yeah. Um, uh, also, know. like, the reveal of, like, Pluton, or the blueprints of Pluton. Yeah. Like, we'd be like, oh, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Now, we had that shit dropped in Alabasta. Fucking 150-something chapters in. Yeah, 150 chapters ago we were do- is when we got, th- is when we had that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, only, like, like, three to four years real time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, what, yeah. 40? No, like... We're at three uh, fifty one. We ended at three fifty one. So like near uh, like fifty something chapters ago, a little bit more than that actually. At this point, we had like the the ghost ship and Skype had the fixing ship, and now we get like the answer fifty plus chapters later. <laughs> yeah, which at least we didn't have to wait a hundred plus. <laughs> so, oh yeah, at least we didn't have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for. Uh, for us to see see Lionel Richie again ah, soon, soon. I actually I don't know when soon is, but we will see Lionel Richie again. We'll see our boy. We we need to see our boy. Uh, if we don't see him at least once a season, I feel like we're failing. <laughs> oh no! Uh, quickly, where, where do we see him next? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> when do we get a buggy chapter? <laughs> we have to at least talk about it once a season. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but we have these interesting things so there there's things i want to recap at like the end of the arc but for now just like real quick on we can now do like predictions and stuff we can we do have enough real things. predictions we got we got the yeah. meat now in one piece what are your predictions yeah because uh i know i know the answers so far <laughs> at least what could be but what are your predictions i'll, I'll say stay tuned for all of them but you know so i was kind of surprised that we filled all six powers because i figured there would be an equivalent to mantra among them so i'm a little surprised that there isn't um or that the end that they aren't trained in mantra i mean mantra's a sky island thing the sky island stuff has been lost for for a while since uh at least as ganford mentioned uh they haven't really seen any blue sea people in like hundreds of years so they saw one 20 years ago okay that's like one but like prior to that like hundreds of years there's there's enough well like people apparently travel the white sea enough that there's a fucking toll yeah yeah but that's like other white sea people that's like other other sky people yeah it okay well anyway it's (laughs) i mean dials are still like kind of kept off uh the mainland the blue sea but anyway, it's like I don't know. I was expecting Mantra to show back up again and not get abandoned. I don't know. I think uh uh like Iron Body kind of seems similar to some of the Mantra things we saw. Um, a bit. Um, because like we we saw like when they would quote drop Mantra, they'd also lose some of their physical abilities as well, not just their yeah. like perception. So I I am again like that's why I thought maybe we'll see a bit more relation um and maybe it is like there's something that they just call something different that ends up being mantra but i was expecting again like the the observation piece to kind of come back up again yeah the which maybe that was the like the paper thing whatever that attack was called when bluna was like dodging attacks paper art maybe that's like a maybe the perception like uh, power of the the six powers i mean satori was really good at dodging too uh, which again was part of why he was fun, but I just assumed that was because he was good with balls. Yeah, uh, maybe Blue Nose good with balls, blue balls, Blue No balls, <laughs> Blue No balls, Blue No balls. How, how do you uh, open doors? You gotta have a doorknob. What's a knob? A ball. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I just got a flashback to John dies at the end, and you gotta you gotta jack off. You know. J- <laughs> anyway, those those who don't know. Anyway, but also we uh like the relationship between like why it was important for us to name the train puffing Tom. It's like oh, it must be named after the shipwright Tom, who hey he's real important because he was Iceberg and Frankie's master. And he somehow had the blueprints to Pluton passed down through ancient shipwrights. Yeah. And who's like, who's Tom? I can't. I mean, I know who Tom is, but 
I can't wait for us to to see Tom. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I assume he's dead because I mean, most likely. I mean, yeah, they they are. But, (laughs) you know, we we eventually have to get Frankie's tragic backstory. Obviously, we have to get Frankie's tragic backstory. Well, I mean, Frankie died, quote unquote, which is probably why he's a machine man now. Yeah, yeah. There there was actually we didn't call it out, but there was a similarity between uh, when it showed the the black and white silhouette of Cuddy Flam, quote, dying. And when Usopp exploding started him, it's a similar silhouette. Ooh, foreshadowing. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm interested to see where we go. Also, Pluton being a battleship, they they call it a battleship, but like, what if it's like a spaceship or something? Yeah. What if it's like something else? Like, because we we don't know, um, and even now we still don't know. Like a thousand chapters later, Crocodile said it could blow up islands. So we know that about it. It can blow up islands. Uh, it's strong. We know it's like something to be to be feared. Like it's a yeah. very strong, ancient weapon. And we can only assume it is a ship or ship like because, I mean, everything like we're in water world, right? Like, yeah, it's got to be a ship of some kind. Um, but I'm very excited. Pluton, plutonium, nuclear submarine. Nuclear submarine. I mean, fuck, what if it is a nuclear? Su- that would like it could right i mean have we i don't think we've so i don't think in 350 chapters we've seen submarines um we haven't uh but they do exist okay but not like to to any not like to any degree like you could imagine think of like it can go like a few feet underwater maybe a bit more than a few feet right it can go underwater but not too well, deep we had kind a, of thing you we know? had in the in the second in in the first movie we had the the odin shop that had an entire basement yeah so like we know it's they like can like submarine. put things underwater and it not fill with it so like yeah summer submarine i i have people to talk to now <laughs> i have to toss your theory at people now because <laughs> i don't think i've heard it being like a submarine it's always been like a battleship like they say battleship <laughs> but if they if they don't have the concept of submarines then of course that would be a novel idea it'd be a novel idea i'm very excited like of course it would be something that wouldn't easily be replicatable because if it's just a giant like galleon with a bunch of guns on it like that 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 wouldn't be what would end the age of piracy yeah no like it it has to it has to be something i mean everyone's uh even like i can only imagine that the world government cpi don't know what pluton is exactly other than like hey it's a ship. It it has to be a ship, right? Because like it's with a ship, right? Yeah. Um, it has to be a ship, and it has to be super powerful because it's a it's one of the weapons that like we know about. Yeah. But like, I doubt they know what it is in full. Like, if if you were to describe, it's one of those things. Like, you're going back to the Middle Ages and you're trying to describe a car to someone, um, who only has the conception of like horses powering things, right? Yeah. Like horse drawn carriages, like at the most, or like even further back, and you have chariots. So it's like going across the sky and flaming chariots for like UFOs, you know? Like that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. It's like whenever there's like chariots in the sky and people are like, oh, it means aliens and UFOs in the Bible. It'd be like that. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. So like you just, you just go to like that level of abstraction. In- interesting that it was also the same one from Alabasta. Because I, if I remember right, um, we got Nep, Neptal, we got a different name in Skypea. Yeah, we've so far gotten two, which is Pluton and the Neptune one, I think. Yeah, Neptalon, something like that. No, Neptalon's a boss from World of Warcraft. Fuck. <laughs> um, oh, it was Pos- it was it was Poseidon. It was, oh, it was Poseidon. Poseidon. Okay, so it was yeah. the other P one. That's why I thought it was. Ne- that's why I was doing Neptune and Poseidon there. That's that's where I got completed there. Yeah, because it's it. Pluton is we're using the Roman name, but Poseidon we're using the Greek name, and Uranus is back to Roman. So, <laughs> uh, Poseidon just sounds cooler, you know. Surprised it was like Jupiton or something for Jupiton. Because I'm nah, like, if we're doing like the three else. main, if we're doing <laughs> if we're doing like the three main Olympus gods, like that's what you'd think we're doing. Anyway. The train gonna be important, I assume. Train, train important. Train important. 
But let's what how how many more chapters do we read to see train important? Probably next reading, I think. We'll we'll get more of the train. Chapters three fifty two to chapters Chapter three fifty two, the three sixty. Three fifty two the three sixty. Uh smaller All reading right. this time, but still as dense. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I am I am ready for what I'm hoping is uh Frankie versus CP9 fight. It's it's like immediate. <laughs> it's yeah. immediate. But like Usopp and Frankie versus CP9. I'm ready for that. You're ready? Man, I we all know that Usopp can fucking throw down. Yeah, Usopp was able to <laughs> almost beat Luffy and these guys we're able to basically 4v1 Luffy because let's be honest, no one besides Zolo was even close to helping. <laughs> yeah, like, which we didn't mention this, like, Zoro, Nami, and Chopper just appeared in that room. They just somehow made their way there. Yeah. Uh, we don't really see how they just are there in one page. I, I still don't know how they really got there. Well, again, we saw them downstairs. Yeah. We saw them downstairs. Um. So, and we see, like, a couple panels of Polly and Luffy like going into the wrong room. That's why they go through the wall is because they accidentally go into the the bedroom next door. <laughs> so like I'm pretty sure that the others are just following the trail of destruction. Probably, but like they just kind of show up out of nowhere for me. I'm like, oh hey, Zoro's here now, fucking sword strong and fighting. Okay, I'm LA. Whatever, let's go. <laughs> yeah, like I think Nami like climbs through the hole that Luffy made. Like it. It's pretty, it, I wasn't really like surprised by that. But, you know, but we are gonna see, like, I am kind of confused because we left with like the Straw Hats basically fucking dead. So, uh, let's see how they're gonna get out of this one. We'll, we'll find out. You think that there's something above CP9? Uh, there, there's probably something below it. I'm pretty sure CP0 exists.